On this episode of Recur Now, you are becoming a B2B SaaS influencer. And a bit on bootstrapping. And finally, we're diving into the video conferencing software world, one of the few products really thriving during a time of isolation. Toilet paper, you've had your time in the limelight. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's team across the map, it's Wednesday, March 25th. I'm Grace Gagnon. I'm James Herrick. And I'm Abby Sullivan. It is a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, it's your news. Influencer marketing. It conjures up an image of beautiful people on Instagram promoting their perfectly pink smoothies and flawless skincare routines. They can feel cheesy, they're explicitly displayed as ads, yet somehow they work. Influencing isn't all set aside for socialites on social media selling physical products, though. It can also work for the B2B sassers out there. How so, you ask? Enter LinkedIn influencers. Sprout Social, the social media management platform, says LinkedIn influencer marketing could be a game-changing addition to your overall LinkedIn marketing strategy. If you're thinking, I don't even have a LinkedIn marketing strategy, bear with me. Why LinkedIn? Because the LinkedIn audience is just different. It's made up of CEOs, CMOs, CFOs, founders, big-name entrepreneurs, highly educated individuals in upper management. And people in this camp are spending serious time on the platform to educate themselves before making those buying decisions. In that regard, the opinions of influencers on LinkedIn carry substantial weight. Influence, audience, and authority are built upon expertise. Users follow influencers because they constantly deliver industry insights in the form of detailed posts, articles, and videos that provoke followers curiosity and consideration. All right, so you're bought in. But how do you find that elusive influencer and ideally start working with them? Sprout Social says it's about seeking out the best. LinkedIn actually maintains its own influencer list, which we'll link to in your subscriber newsletter. It's also about spending time manually searching, joining LinkedIn groups, and ultimately contacting these folks directly. I will link to the full article by Sprout Social, which is rich in influencer insight in your subscriber newsletter. We're joining 723 SaaS growth freaks to receive a new SaaS growth case study each and every week, courtesy of SaaS marketer publisher Tom Hunt, a SaaS marketing pro over in the UK. What we're loving about Tom's content is that it's not just right up our alley topically, but it's witty, transparent, quick, and ultimately honest. I know when you hear case study, it probably feels like we're looming on selling you something, but rest assured, this one's all for gains. In Tom's latest piece, he sits down with Veed founders Tim and Saba. Veed is an online video editing software for those who aren't familiar. In this piece, Tom decodes how the duo arrived at where they're at, namely approaching $1 million ARR, a story of true bootstrappers, who are undeniably the kinds of founders that are near and dear to our hearts. This one's a solid lunch read for your day spent at home. PSA to remember to actually take breaks amid all this madness, but it's not one you have to feel guilty over because you're no doubt still learning your stuff. Tom breaks up the story by growth lovers, from product iteration and SEO efforts to what he refers to as obsessive customer interviews and an honest and open founder relationship. Tom advises you to take a seat, grab a strong black coffee, and strap yourself in for one of the most open and transparent bootstrap SaaS growth stories of our time. Those are some bold words. We'll link to the full piece as seen in Growth Hackers in your subscriber newsletter. And now, all eyes on you, Zoom. All of a sudden, we're in an age of Zoom everything. It's reached far beyond the professional space. I mean, even my aunts and uncles are using it. Come on. I've seen cocktail hours, book clubs, movie nights, all done 
virtually. But just because Zoom is a leader in the video conferencing space doesn't mean it's the only one. We're spying Product Hunt, the platform highlighting the best new products in tech, bringing up this same question. What else is out there? In a recent newsletter, the Product Hunt team looked at a platform called Around, which they say, from a UI perspective, looks different than traditional video conferencing software. It apparently prioritizes AI-based camera framing that finds your face as you move, cropping out the background behind you and muting the noise, which is reminiscent of Crisp, the background-blurring software we touched on last week. Personally, I'd be into this one because these days, my highest anxieties are over dog barks and managing noise just from getting used to having all my roommates also working from home. There's only so much room in my East Boston apartment, you know what I mean? So Around also offers optional filters to set a vibe for the call so you can play around with that, especially if you might be trying video conferencing for dating purposes. Just a thought. If video conferencing is the new normal though, and for the foreseeable future, it is, I'm keen to check this one out myself. But I also want to hear about what your teams are using to go fully remote. Zoom, it's a powerhouse, sure, but what about all the other options out there? I mean, we've got Skype, FaceTime, BlueJeans, GoToMeeting, Loom, Google Hangouts, Soapbox. So which one is your go-to? Get in touch with Abby via abby at recurnow.com and we'll highlight the best in the business. And that is a wrap on your March 25th news. Up next, a bit on competition. Should companies like Zoom take note of their competition in the space right now or forge ahead with the blinders on? Here's what the data says. Focus on your customers. Don't even think about the competition. Being in product, I've heard this advice consistently for the past couple years. Yet, when I dig into why, the responses are pretty lukewarm and appeal to a time of tech companies past when there were only a few companies in existence for each space. What does the data actually say? Well, to answer this question around competition, we're gonna look at two and a half thousand subscription companies. Denying competition has increased is a fool's errand. When surveying executives and founders around how many competitors they had in their first year of business, we find that those who started their business five years ago were looking at two to three competitors, where as those that started a year ago were looking at double-digit competitors. The rise in competition, though, doesn't mean that you shouldn't focus on competition. Yet, when we explore marketing data, it turns out that some level of competitive focus does in fact work. Customer acquisition cost, or CAC, is roughly 15% lower for companies with a competitive focus, which includes comparison pages, competitive ads, and the like. When done well, the data suggests that competitive comparisons can actually help buyers make a decision, right? Because they're already doing research in a competitive market, so it stands to reason that you should help them with their research and respectfully show the differences between you and your competitors. Product is a whole different issue, though where those companies with a competitive product strategy are actually doing worse from a customer satisfaction perspective when measured through Net Promoter Score. These competitive-focused product teams are seeing roughly 50% lower NPS scores compared to their non-competitive-focused counterparts. And note that this trend has actually remained fairly consistent over the past number of years. So, should you focus on your competition? Well, it's hard to say. Right? You never want to do anything that sacrifices product quality, and the data does suggest that these companies who are focused on competition are presumably good at lowering their CAC, but not so great at defending their NPS. Another possible outcome here is that these companies aren't disciplined enough to focus on competition in the right places and ignore competition in the other places. Like most cliches, this comes down to the situation and your discipline. And there you have it, your March 25th episode of Recur Now. Thanks for hanging with us today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow. 
This has been a Recurse Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at ProfitWell.com slash Recur. 